0: I am excited tonight to have, I'm not excited to have Brother Beardsley here for the last night, but I am excited that we have had Brother Beardsley here. Amen. What a tremendous man. Would you show him how much you love him? Amen. Just put your hands together and welcome him to this pulpit. Preach a word to us. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. This is always a tough time. Um, you get to know everybody, and you see people progressing. And uh, I pastored for 12 years, and I got to be a part of the completion. But there's some of you that have started on a journey, and I absolutely believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that you're going to continue to grow on in God. Amen. From the revival, that there's been some things that have been trans that have transpired uh, here. You know, a lot of times people pray prayers about uh, not even realizing the way God answers. Sometimes we want to just hear his voice personally, but he, he uses uh, somebody that will come from Chicago that talks and acts a little different than everybody else. And uh, he'll take somebody that you wouldn't even imagine, and he'll speak into your life. And it's for you that and it, I believe without absolutely believe that God has uh, brought us together uh, because of your prayers, and that's what I'm here for, and it's really difficult because then you go on to the next revival and you start over again, but you're just beginning in what you're going to be doing, and I, I'm i hoping, uh, so I ask one thing of you, wait, wait about a week or two, let it, you know, Let the me be gone enough that then go up to your pastor and say, hey, we want that guy back again (laughs) so that I can see the growth, amen, amen. Amen. I believe that God is doing great things. I use this statement to churches that I feel, and I actually preach a message on it that I'm not going to preach that here tonight. I feel to go a different direction, but there's a new church on the block, amen, amen. You, the way you're used to having church it's not going to be the same well, that that doesn't mean anything was wrong with what you had it's just god says now it's time to move forward amen you've encompassed this place long enough now it's time to press on amen i want to direct your attention to first kings 19 first kings 19 and 11 want to say how honored I am to to be able to be here and um, be with your pastor and spend some time breaking bread with him. He's he's one of the smart ones. I know you know that. Uh, I guess you guys have been in Romans for a long time. I don't know if you'll ever get out of Romans. <laughs> uh, uh, but... Uh, He's just a guy that I like to be around people that they study to show themselves approved, which he he definitely has a teaching spirit on him, as you know, and he preaches too. He's just a he's just a he's just a full package. He's like a happy meal biggie sized. <laughs> Amen. Amen. First Kings nineteen and 11. He said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, in a great strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, as we have experienced here over the last few days, he is in a still small voice we had a sister here uh that received the holy ghost she's been around for a little bit we can't give anybody the holy ghost it's when the soul is ready and the person is prepared properly and then it just falls on them she was speaking in tongues so fluently i thought she just prayed back through but that's just the way god works Amen. It doesn't matter what kind of needs you have in this place Uh, tonight. We have a God that's here to supply all of our needs. You don't need me to lay hands on you. You just got to make up your mind. I'm ready. And I'm willing to do whatever you ask of me, God. Hallelujah. Anybody have a dance? Anybody know how to dance? Hey, man, you need to get your dance back. It may not be to a beat or a rhythm, but God, he he, he he likes people that shout and dance and praise him. Hey, man, I'm a dancer. Uh, hey, man, I, I'm a dancer. I'm, I've been sick this whole week. I'm really a bunch of fun usually. I was telling your pastor that, but I have really been nursing this sickness, but I've been doing everything I can to get over that, and I am feeling like I'm coming up On the other side of the mountain, but there's got to be a place where you just get to, to it. it, You got to get to a place that it doesn't matter what anybody else is going to do. I'm going to praise him. He inhabits the praises. I could keep pushing about praise, and I know we're dancers. I see your your pastor uh, dancing up here, shouting and dancing. But I got news for you: his dance won't get you delivered. You got to get your own step. Amen. I'm going to preach for just a little bit the prognosis of your diagnosis. The prognosis of your diagnosis. Amen. I've come to help somebody tonight. You can be seated. Amen. We're living in a day and hour that our world is consumed by what others are saying. And I I just... It's a daily occurrence that, because of social media, this is not something that I had to deal with with growing up. But man, I would hate to be having to go to school in today's uh, environment with uh, social media. It's just it's 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 cyberbullying and just there's so many voices that we hear. But social media is at an all-time high, and it just it is forever changing and uh, between. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and every other social media outlet, we find we know that everyone is uh, is doing. We, we know what everybody is doing, where they're going, and to the point that sometimes we know what they're eating. And we know what the you can get on Twitter and you can you can uh, you can like or follow your. Uh, pretty much any celebrity and you know where they're at, you know when they're at the dentist, you know when they're getting pulled over, you know, it's just it's we're living in a in a, a day and hour where everybody is speaking and and everybody is listening. And man, I believe because of uh, the dude due to people that shouldn't be speaking in others' lives, I have a some nephews today that uh, there's a group of them, I and even there's a group out of a church that I I grew up in. They are at a place because of they are able to research, and it was even uh, one of my nephews wrote a blog about uh, how uh, because of uh, Google and the web, the web they're able to uh, they just don't take their dad's word or the pastor's word for it anymore. They, but they're able to research themselves and find out what truth is. That's, and to the point now, people that have been baptized in Jesus' name, they have had the Holy Ghost, but now they're even questioning if there is even a God because of other voices that they hear. Understanding that the Bible says that the pleasures of this world are for a season... There is pleasure that you can find in this world. You can find ways to remove yourself on Friday nights and Saturday nights. You find people all over the nation that are doing whatever they can. Their whole focus as they are at work and and uh, from paycheck, they get that paycheck and they 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 just try to find a way, whether it's through recreational drugs or uh, if it's through alcohol or, or a club or some form of party, a house party. Uh, Uh, barn party I don't know but it's a they're trying to find find a way to remove themselves from their life they're looking for a utopia if you will and and they're looking for something and and they can remove themselves for a a little bit from what their life really is like but we all know Monday always comes back around and and those migraine headaches that they have they realize that they can't escape who they are Amen, and there's a frustration that goes with that because what kind of life is it to to not have hope? Paul said, if I had hope in this world only, I would be of all men most miserable. I'm glad to tell you that I have a hope beyond this world. I have something to offer you that's beyond this. What kind of life would it be to live a life where all you could think about is what you're doing today, and, and your, your expand of life, and that's the end. As the elder here is, he, he's waxing old in age, but he's, his spirit is still young. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. He, he, he's at a place right now that he says, I'm retiring in the physical, but the spiritual is just getting ready. This world is not my home. I'm just traveling through. I'm glad I've I've got something that's beyond what we live here. When we we are born, we are born to start dying here but living there. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I, I would hate to live a life to think this is as good as it gets. Amen. I I wouldn't want to live that life because I've had a lot of heartaches and pain and struggle down here. But I've heard a voice that tells me I prepared a place for you that's beyond here. I've heard a voice speak to me and I have felt his presence let me know that he's there for me in a time of trouble. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But we're living in a day and hour that it's easy to influence. Uh, people are easily influenced and, and they start believing what others have said. I've, I've said in Bible studies with uh, people that because a person is not really rooted and grounded in truth and not really understanding uh, the, the full uh having access to the, the gospel, if you will, and the doctrinal side of things. And you have people that'll twist and, and they'll start maneuvering and, and, and people they can find it in, to be tempting because it's a way to, to go to church and, and still have hope of a life beyond this life, but live this life like they want to. I got news for you. You can find a church that can tailor to your wants and wills and ways. You, you, can ha- you can you you can can find a voice that will, will say, oh, I don't think that's important and that's not important. And you can find a lot of people, and they're all over the place, and, and you have people that seem to know what they're talking about. But I'm telling you, the Bible itself, it's, Jesus speaks and said, heaven and earth shall pass away. But the word of God is forever settled. It's always going to be true. I, I choose today. I don't know what voice you come to listen to, but I choose to listen to the voice of God. Amen. I choose to put all my, everything I've got on Him. I'm believing in Him. I'm believing that He's the will and He's the way. Amen. And I'm excited about it. It's not just something I read, but I experience about it. And I like what I do. I like what I feel. I like where I'm at and I like where I'm going. Amen. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter who, what, when, where, or how. You are informed and you are listening to what everyone is saying. There's so many voices in the world today. But the greatest part of it, you can pick exactly what voice you listen to. You look at somebody as they are going through life and they heard voices and they, they, they've had things happen to them in their life. You look at somebody that their dreams have, have, have they're a distant memory now. They, they don't have anything that they're really living for. They're just living a life of survival. It's because somebody has spoken into their life and told them something that is not true. Amen. Telling them that they can't make it. And that, you know, it's a generational curse. And your grandpa was like this. Your uncle was like this. And, and it constant badgering to the point that they start believing what they hear. Amen. You know, I've had a lot of people that have told me that I'm not good-looking. I know that's a lie. I look in the mirror. I say, it is good-looking. I do this. But there's people. I, I, I've got people that, that, that there, there are young people because, and they will be beautiful, Beautiful person uh, on the inside and outside, but somebody could come to somebody that's beautiful and just keep telling them, oh, you're ugly, look at you, and start picking apart that person. And before long, somebody that is actually beautiful will think they're ugly. They will. And they they, they get to a place that they start contemplating suicide because they can't stand looking at themselves. Finding everything that they can wrong with them. Stop eating, you know. There's people that, because they hear what people are saying and, and they don't understand that words hurt. Amen. And it's not even true. Amen. Oh, Some of of you have had people diagnose you with uh, saying this is the way your life's going to be. This is is it. This is as good as it gets. You're always going to be this way. But I've come to tell you the prognosis of your diagnosis is that you have been misdiagnosed. Amen. There's a lot of people practicing, uh, telling people, but that doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it truth. I want to know what God thinks about me. I want to know what God thinks about you. Amen. I, I know what he said when he made you. He said it's good. Amen. He said you can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth you. You just got to start listening to his voice. Amen. He has been speaking to you. But you haven't removed yourself from all the other voices that you hear. beginning, there was always a voice. God said, let there be light. There was light. We know it goes through it. God said, let the waters under heaven be gathered together unto one place. God said, somebody say God said. said. Anybody believe it? How do you believe it? Why do you believe it? Because you wake up and you expect the sun to be shining. I don't know if you've ever woke up and said, man, I don't know if the sun's coming up today. Whether it's coming out of the east or the west. You believe it, don't you? Why do you believe that? Because God said it. And it's there. You see, you see the results of what he said. Amen. I, I, there's people talking about you know being atheists and, and, and speaking into people's lives. Well, and you know they, they believe that well science says this and science and this is what I believe this. And and and, and I was got to a place with God praying about it, and God said, "Hey, is there anybody else that you know of that is taking credit for creation? Come on now, is there anybody that's trying to say they're me?" Nobody's taking credit for creation except God. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know what you want to believe in, but I am believing in the one that stands alone. Yeah. That's the only one. There's nobody else that I can look to to say there was a beginning. He's the alpha and he's the omega. And if God said, let there be light, there's light. We know there's light. Thank God for light. If God says that He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ask or think, guess what? If God said it, He can do it. I don't care what anybody else is saying about it. God's able to bring you out of your situation, God's able to deliver you from whatever trunk that has you bound. God's able to take that old thing and make it new. You're to fight for your life. Fight for what fragments are left. Amen. The enemy is trying to discard and discredit who you really are. It doesn't matter what the world has done with it. Amen. It's not, it doesn't matter what you've done with it. Just bending and bowing to God and repenting. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. I don't understand that. He doesn't take something new and make it do it. He doesn't he doesn't discard who you are. He takes what you are and he puts it back on the potter's wheel and he makes it new again. It's the old, it looks the same. People see it and say, Man, you look the same. Something different about you. I mean you're still ugly <laughs> or pretty. But there's something different about you. I don't know how he does it, but I can tell you for what he done with, me, oh, I still got scars to show what my life. I still have distant memories of where I used to be, but that's just a testimony of where I was and to where I am today. Amen. And I'm gonna tell you something. There was a lot of voices telling me, oh, you're not gonna amount to this, and he, you're not gonna be this, and this is the way. And they they tried to they tried to diagnose me of who I was gonna be. But when God got a hold of me, I couldn't do it on my own. But when God got a hold of me, he forever changed my life. My direction changed. My walk changed. My talk changed. And I got news for you. I'm glad about it. If it hadn't been for grace and mercy, I would be standing before you today. But grace showed up, and mercy showed up, and now I can stand boldly before you and tell you that I've got to praise. I got something to, to tell you that God is a good God. He's a good God in the, all the time. Somebody, if you believe it, shout yes! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Dad was sitting in a church. I was a young teenager. I don't even think I was a teenager, I was about eight or nine years old. And my dad was a real strong man. But he was sitting in church. And we was at church and I can remember. Uh, he was getting sick and even at church and, and things were happening. We lived in a small home and I can remember still to this day watching the ambulance uh, drivers come in and the paramedics come into the house and go down the hall and, and pull my, my dad laying in the f- floor dying. And I can remember them strapping him to, to, that, to that, what is it, Gurney. Strapping him to the gurney and taking him out and not seeing him because we were so young and they didn't want us around. But taking him to the hospital and it, was, it, it felt like months. I don't know. I know it was weeks at least. But he had, he had let it get to a place that it almost killed him. He had tuberculosis of the spine and brain. And he, he got to the ground zero of it and he was going to have to be on medication the rest of his life. The doctor diagnosed him and said, this is what you have. And he gave him a prognosis of his diagnosis. And he said, if you do not take this medicine, you will die. That's what he said. He didn't get, I'm sure they prayed for him. But I can take you to a Sunday night sometime later. Weak in body. Not able to even lift me up and I was skinny then. But he couldn't even lift me up because he was so weak. But I could take you to a place. They were asking him to come up and sing because he had a good voice. But he said, no, I just want to worship a little while. And he sat there and he said, he lifted his hands and he started praising God and worshiping him. Just thanking him because he still had life. It may not be the life that most people wanted, but here he was still able looking reflecting back at where he was and he's lifting his hands and he said all of a sudden he felt a warmth on the top of his head and it rolled down to the sole of his feet and he heard a voice say you're healed Come on. Come on. <laughs> he said "Whoo!" he went home and there was we were all at home and my brother he, he, he was sitting there with the rest of the family and my dad said God just healed me tonight my brother said all right Awesome. He went and grabbed his medicine and he went to the toilet and flushed it down. My mom said, What are you doing? He said, He said he was healed. Yeah. She worked at the hospital. She went back and told the doctor. The doctor said, He is a he's a ticking time bomb. If he doesn't take that medicine, he's going to die. That was the prognosis of his diagnosis. And my dad, he, 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 he didn't take any medicine. But don't you know for every Sunday night, there's a Thursday night. And on Thursday night, he started feeling the symptoms. He started feeling the, all the pain come back. And he heard a voice say, you weren't healed. Don't you feel that pain still? And the devil started speaking to him. And something rose up on the inside of him. He had a choice at that moment. He can listen to one side or he can listen to another side. Oh, it wasn't, mal- it wasn't thunder and fire, but there was a still, small voice that said, you were healed. He remembered hearing it, but he heard another small voice say, oh, you weren't healed. But he said, get thee behind me, Satan. God delivered me. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And from that day forward, he had never taken any medicine and he ain't had a pain since. And he's still alive today. That was 30-something years ago. I'm telling you, my God is able. Amen. You've just been misdiagnosed. Amen. Hallelujah. I was just in a revival. Just in a revival recently. It was about three or four weeks ago. Maybe a little longer now. I lose track of time, but it was within months. It was probably two months ago. But I was in a revival in Florida and and there was a lady that stood up and was talking about her friend that was, it just happened that week. She had a friend that was in, in the hospital for some, she was having a heart condition, I believe it was. And and, 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 and it, it messed up and it didn't go right, so they they was losing her. So they 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 put her in ICU and she only had days to live. That was the prognosis of her diagnosis. It went bad. And they said she's not gonna make it. She had she had tubes all in her. She, she, she was just sitting there, comatose. Her friend went and prayed for her. And while she was praying for her, as she was leaving, she went to walk out of, the, out of that room. And, and as she was walking out, her friend motioned for her. And she couldn't really understand what she said. She had to get close to her. But she just said these words. "says I believe. Because she just prayed that God would heal her. I believe. She walked out. She came back just a, a day or two later. All of a sudden, there was another tube out. They, they took a tube out, and she's starting to get better. And any, the only thing that the lady kept saying every time she came to visit her, she said, I believe. And then they take another tube out. And The next time you see her, I believe. And before long, she's out of ICU and she's sitting and she's eating because we serve a God. I don't care what kind of doctor has diagnosed you, I don't care what anybody has said about you. When God shows up on the scene, I'm telling you, everything changes. I believe. Not too far from here. Pastor Stokes, up the road, he was in church, and he was telling a lady two months prior to the revival in January, he, he was telling a lady that was just starting to, to come to church that I, I believe she's homeless and, 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 and she did, jobless, and he told her in the middle, he just felt to tell her, he said, I'm telling you that God can give you a house. God can give you a car. God can supply a job for you. And he asked this question, do you believe? She don't have the Holy Ghost, she don't understand She's been hearing other voices She said, I want to believe, but I don't believe That God can do that for me You know why? Because she's heard other voices We was in a revival in January. And at 10.30 at night, we're in the the fellowship hall eating. She she decides she wants to go ahead and get baptized. She got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. She came out of the water and started speaking in tongues. And as soon as she came out, when she was done speaking in tongues, she said, I believe. Amen. There's something that changes whenever the power of God gets a hold of you. It forever changes your circumstance and your situation. Does it? I believe I believe Hallelujah You're going to find out next You're going to find out next Sunday night Or this Sunday night About the vision And I can promise you This church hasn't reached its full potential Hallelujah! It's predicated the place for God to operate. God cannot operate outside of your faith. He's bound by that. If you don't believe, faith without works is dead. You can walk, but if you're not walking in faith, I'm not. I, I I'm tore up about this. Because I'm not giving you some, some just believing. It's, there's works that have to. Let me give you to you this. If you've got the Holy Ghost and you've been baptized in Jesus' name, and you spoke in tongues as the Spirit gives utterance, you had to believe for that to happen. But you've got to continue to believe after that happens. It was by faith that Noah came through the flood. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't just happen to just skim through the fire. They said, Hey, we're in the fire. God says, So am I, yeah. because you believe in me. Yeah. If you believe in me, you shall have. Amen. Come on. Hello, somebody. You're going to make it. You're going to have eternal life. Except a man's born of the water and the spirit, he can't enter the kingdom. We know that. Amen. You've got to be baptized and believe. That's what it said. Believe and be baptized. Anybody believe that? You'll be saved. He said, if you don't believe, you'll be damned. That's what it didn't even say about it. There's a difference between salvation and operation. I've been talking about this. You can get the Holy Ghost, but you've got to continue to believe. Except you're baptized and saved. Except you believe and be baptized. If you do that, you can be saved. If you stop believing, you'll be damned. uh, Isn't it crazy how we, we, we measure God moving upon if we've had enough money to have good food or not? If we haven't had a raise in a while, we just don't know if God's real. And if somebody's sick in the house because of what we're going through, God can't move on them. (laughs) Amen. So we stop believing. We believe in God, but we don't believe in any of us. And I'll tell you what. God is a prayer answering God. But it has purpose. And it has he, he it has to be done right. I'm, you know, there's people that actually hate me. I know it's hard to believe. But they do. I, I thank God he doesn't answer all your prayers. I would have been dead a long time ago if he answered everybody's prayers. Kill him, God. Just murder him. Cut him in half. You, th- <laughs> you think whenever you break up with that little boo, that's your girlfriend boyfriend, you don't you think they're still praying? God just bless them, just be with them. No, God, let them run off a cliff and just hee haw. <laughs> Thank God He doesn't answer those prayers. <laughs> Amen. But when you have a pure heart and you have a hunger and you thirst for the things of God, God says, I don't care what you've been diagnosed with. You can come in here with cancer. You can come in here, you know, possessed. It doesn't matter what you come in this place. In the name of Jesus, you leave different than you came in here. If you believe. Yeah. Oh, Revival is, not, you know, some people like, oh, I wonder if that offended the the evangelist because he said he didn't bring it. He's exactly right. All I'm doing is trying to get you to a place where you start believing again. If you stop believing, you stop receiving. Amen. Well, God didn't answer my prayer. Well, how are you praying it? Why are you praying it? Amen. God wants to fill his house with hungry people hurting people we believe that and all we do is preach about outreach and God's gonna bring revival well revival's here and we're not moving outside of these doors tonight because there's hungry people here there's hurting people here and God is going to give us a testimony tonight I say that with absolute, complete confidence. There has been divine demonstrations. We know Ichabod's not above these doors. The Holy Ghost is falling on people. And he's no respecter of persons. Amen. There's healing in the house. There's victory in the house. There's joy in the house. But we got to be willing to believe in God and be real about who we are and what our condition is. How long would it take for God to fill every pew in this place? And what would it take for God to fill every pew in this place? Anybody sick in body? Anybody need a notable miracle? Anybody hurting? Anybody's life has just been on a downward spiral? You understand... How much power you have in your possession, but the enemy, if he can stop you from believing, all he has to do is get up here and make you stop believing in it, and then all of a sudden you'll stop practicing. Mike Tyson was one of the greatest boxers of all time, 20, 20 plus knockouts by the age of 19 or 20. He's the world champion in the 90s. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Mike Tyson. I mean, nobody could stand his punch. Within minutes, he would just knock people out. But then comes along comes Buster Douglas. And Buster Douglas catches him off guard and hits him with the punch, and it knocks Mike Tyson. And it's from that place his life spirals to the point that he says, he, 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 he starts losing, keeps losing, and continually losing. He's still Mike Tyson. Oh, man, he's lost it. Really? Let him punch you. See how much you think he lost. I promise you, he still got power. But all of a sudden, he's defensive instead of offensive. Before, he just come out and, oh, you go ahead, and hit me. Go ahead. And then, boom, because he knows if I can just connect, you're going down. Because I know there's power in this punch. The enemy knows you got power. See, the problem is the church has always been winning, and it's hard whenever we physically. We start regressing a little. We don't know how to take a punch. Or if everything's yes, and all of a sudden, all all we got to do is get a no from the pastor. And all of a sudden, we're defeated. Oh, man, you would have never survived as Peter. Jesus looks him in the face and says, Get they behind me. He didn't take the keys, though. You still got power, but stop it. Peter, well, I'm not. He, did you hear what he called me? Did you hear what? I'm, I'm not going to follow him anymore. No. Hey, I know, I know what I see. I know there's power. I know this is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. If he needs a, whatever he's saying to me, I'll back up. But I know I'm getting ready to operate in things because he has promised me, and his word is forever settled. Satan, get out of me. i got to start thinking different. we, 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 we got to stop coming to church and say, man, if God would just send us people that are hurting, they're here. They're here now. We don't need to look outside these walls. We need to say, tonight, if you're hurting, come to the front, and God will change your life, and then you can go tell somebody about it That is hurting out there. And God will increase. But I I don't want to serve a God that just fixes everybody out there and doesn't fix me. Amen. It's not just a salvation God. It's a God that supplies all of our needs. He said, ask and you shall receive. I know I'm hodgepodging right now. I was going a different direction, but there's some people that walked in tonight that are here, and you've had some situations going on in your life, and God is saying, try me. Hear. Hear me. I'm speaking to you, the things that you're frustrated with. I'm here for you. You desire change. You see, God's proof of existence, even to an atheist, is the proof is in the body. The proof that he's alive is because I'm standing here today. I shouldn't be here. There's been miracle after miracle that I could tell of what God has done. From financial, physical, or spiritual. Amen. continually when you ask with the right spirit god's wanting to demonstrate his power tonight this is what we're going to do this is this is this is how the church operates i asked you how long will it take god let god do a notable miracle in here and i promise you there's people, whenever, whenever the power of God's moving in a place, people will fly in from different countries just to be there. There's revivals that have broken out, and, and your pastor who's a history buff, he, he could tell you all about them, but they'll just continue in this vein because people, they want to be where the power's present. And I'm telling you, the power's present in this place is faith present. That's it. We know you got the Holy Ghost. Let there be a divine demonstration that the Holy Ghost, that there's a Christ in us. Greater things than these shall you do. You're going to do them through the Holy Ghost, through the anointing of God. (laughs) With these hands, yes, these hands, your hands, Let's all stand. (laughs) Who are you listening to? What do you hear tonight? You've had a voice speaking to you for thirty, twenty five to thirty five minutes telling you that God is reaching for you. I've done everything I can to build faith. We know that the church is I could have I could have just preached a message of that didn't require demonstration. But for the church to grow on in God, there has to be demonstration. That's what the, that's what the gifts of the spirit are for. Healing is not just so we can not be sick. It's for purpose. There's people here that are trapped by a past, unwarranted past, and you don't believe. You want to, but you just are having trouble believing. God says, you're not by yourself. I see you in your condition. I'm not missing it, folks. I know what I'm talking about. comes from an unlikely source, somebody you would never imagine, but they got something that has foundationally, it's years past, has trapped them from moving into what God wants for them. Oh, you got the Holy Ghost, but God says, do you believe in me? I'm not asking you to believe in yourself or even anything in your past or anybody, but just to believe in God today and let him do a work in your life. The Holy Ghost has spoken to you tonight. I purposely am closing early. You see, I still believe I still believe that the pews that are empty can be filled. But it won't be because of our talents. It won't be because of bread. brittle, it won't be, it's going to be because God's present. Because God's here. We could fill the building with theatrics, and but that's not what we're trying to do. That's not what God wants. We want to give him Jesus. He's working from the inside, and it will move on the outside. Hear me, the Holy Ghost is here for you. If you're hurting, he's here for you. Financial dilemma, he's here for you. I've started this revival in a rally talking about the currency of the kingdom. this is it. it's your faith and your praise praising through your storm. God is requiring some things of you tonight. You see you, you got to have faith before you can walk into it. If you believe tonight and you have sit, you feel that God has spoken to you whether you need the Holy Ghost, or whether you just need God to to supply some needs i want you to quickly move from where you're at right now don't 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 let it be determined by who is moving who's not moving god has spoken directly to you in the name of jesus you need to move